This month's Texas High Podcast is sponsored by Fab Five Fashionista. If you're looking for affordable and stylish jewelry that is budget-friendly, then look no further. The Fab Five Fashionista has exactly what you need for any occasion, and everything is $5. So shop for yourself, your friend, your mother, or another special woman in your life. We offer necklace sets, rings, bracelets, and much more for $5. Shop for jewelry and learn more about this amazing business for financial freedom, extra money, and unlimited earning potential on your own time where being your own boss at www.fab5fashionista.com. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, or you can send us an email at fab5fashionista at gmail.com. Again, that is fab5fashionista at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Stakes is high podcast. Peace. When I first heard Stakes is high. I was in. Stakes is high. You know what them stakes is high. You talking about them. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, a real podcast, having real conversation with real people. And I am Jones. What up, TC? What is going on? What up, brother? I'm good, man. How about you? Man, good. I feel like we haven't recorded in a while. I know. We had, because we had a few in the in the chamber, yeah, you know, so, yeah, so, so. we just, uh, you know, we, we were able to cool it just for a second yeah. take a breather yeah. you know i'm excited so, about today though oh yeah for sure for sure yeah, for man, sure yeah. we're back in it we actually on real time this time because you know every time we record it's been a week and off. then it's like yeah a week later you know or two before yeah. it actually you know releases and so whatever we for talk sure. about is just yeah. yeah 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 how was your weekend first man before we get moving i always was, have to ask you that yeah it was good man busy um a lot of design work um Hung out Saturday. It's busy Saturday, man. Did this little um, little crawl around uh, Fountain Square. So that was that was cool. cool, man. And that's it, man. Gave some um, some DJ time. Okay. You know. Yeah. Practicing yeah. on that. Russell Ooh. Midwest. I'm still at it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to brother to the night. We still, you know, we still in the classes. Yeah. We still yeah. going strong. Uh, it's good, man. Yeah, man. We really we started something with that with that uh, challenge, man. Let's with make that, this money, uh, man. Yeah. Let's get the money. Yeah. yeah. So it's good. How about yours? Uh, man, I worked. Uh, I missed a lot of the expo events. Uh, yeah, me too. Like a, yeah, but uh, hey, but seriously, uh, it's been crazy at work, man. So, um, just like here in Indianapolis, man, crime is crazy, and it, it has been crazy in Marion. Uh, we've had a couple murders. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. You know, if you if you pray out there, you know, please pray for these cities that's having this crime. You know, it's summertime and people. Yeah, it, it always spikes. I mean? yeah, yeah, it spikes yeah. in the summer, man. Even in a little town like Marion, man, we having a couple murders. This couple made the news. I just had a run and it was uh, it was a call for unresponsive. We get there mm-hmm. and it's a dude who's murdered. So we, oh, let's get out of here. Police do your job. So yeah, yeah, man, it's been it's been kind of crazy. Couple fires, but man, other than that, man, bless you know. I feel it. So, yeah. uh, if you guys, uh, we have an event coming up, uh, August 4th, we are doing a challenge with, uh, the drunken nights. We have, uh, an event for teachers. Uh, we are doing a fundraiser for teachers. Everybody, you know, is back to school and people always mm-hmm. have back to school for kids, but we leave teachers out. Uh, teachers have vouchers that they get uh, each year for, I think sometimes $150, sometimes a hundred dollars, whatever. But it's for buying school supplies. So right. what we wanted to do is we wanted to have an event, an adult field day, uh, for everyone to come out and enjoy, enjoy music, food, fun games. And it's going to be a versus with our brother, a brother podcast, the Drunken, the drunken Nights. Uh, but, yeah, though it's not free. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah, you have to bring some student supplies. Yes. And that is your admission. So, and actually, uh, I have a list of the items. You know, I can just run off real quick of the things that we're looking <laughs> Come on, for. Man, I gotta get to this guest, man. You ready, man? Yeah, I, I mean, it's quick. Guess, I, can, I can run it. I can run it fast, like okay. side effects for pills. Uh, let's go. Number two pencils, erasers, crayons, markers, Expo markers, art boxes, jumbo glue sticks, Kleenex, hand sanitizer, glue, or uh, gallon Ziploc bags, quart. Ziploc bags, rulers, and inches and centimeters, composition notebooks, folders, and children's books. That was Twister. 
Boom. You ran it quick. Boom. All right, but no, if you guys go to our social media and all that, we will. Are you going to get a flyer created for the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to have a flyer with this. So I also will have an address for the individuals who can't make it and you want to send uh, the supplies to support the teachers and support us, what we have going on. So just real quick, check that out. Check that out. But TC, where can they find us? Find us at Stakes is High Pod. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our episodes you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Hey. <laughs> and iHeartRadio. Oh, that's a, a do. Spotify, we're coming. We're coming. Yeah, we, we, we waiting on Spotify to hit us back. Yeah, but, yeah, yes, so. um, if you have any questions, concerns, or interested in being a guest on the show, uh, please shoot us an email at stakesishighpod at gmail.com. Yeah. All right, so here's the exciting part. We have a guest today. Um, when I came, when I when I first started doing the podcast, uh, before TC joined, and TC was just a guest co-host. Now he's he's rocking with me full time. Uh, when I first started it, my vision was uh, to have guests, and what I did was um, I created a vision board. I had you know merch, and TC along has come in with giving me help with a change of look of how. Uh, the stakes as high as looking and everything like that. But anyway, I had this, uh, I had a, I put down an all-star guest list that I wanted. And I had like seven people on it. I've had two of those on already. I had my grandmother and I had Zach Randolph. Everybody haven't listened to those episodes, please go back and listen. TC told you where you could find us and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, this next gentleman we have on, he was on my all-star list. Um, that's why I've been very excited to do this talked to him about a year ago he said sure without a hesitation he said he'll come on and do the show scheduling and restructure all that stuff so uh haven't had opportunity but today he is here this brother man he is uh he's a leader in many different ways he's uh inspiration to me probably more than what he knows he he he's 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 a different type of guy and what and i'll tell you guys what i mean by this because it's it's almost like his he shows a he has a very high position, but he presents himself to where he's approachable. So, um, and that's always been uh, inspirational to me. But um, I'm gonna keep on going and keep on going. But I want to introduce this brother, man. Uh, good guy, uh, father, dope dude, man. So any 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 pledges this he pledges this other other Greek organization that ah uh, TC. <laughs> you, you know what it come on man look at him over here <laughs> <laughs> he's chuckling right yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man but no further ado i want to introduce uh doctor pastor all oh, the he has a lot of hats but man i want to introduce uh dr david hampton what's up brother hey, how you doing, man? what's up man glad to be here it's my honor and congratulations on your podcast thank you man thank fan. you yeah i uh thank you I, uh, like I said, a year ago, we discussed it, man, without hesitation. I was I was kind of surprised how quick you said, yeah. So, man, well, you held your word, and I, I appreciate it. I appreciate Absolutely. it. I appreciate Absolutely. it. So, uh, uh, what do you got going on, man? I see you uh, You working. You're a working uh, dude. A little bit, you know. Uh, did you go to New Orleans? I did not. Mm. I'm still upset about that. I didn't make it. Okay. But I, I saw a lot of great pictures yeah. <laughs> from did my you, bro. Did you, did you see the, 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 uh, the article about... The, the four cues that Save pulled the, somebody yeah. from the yeah. burning vehicle yeah. on the dope. way back from Conklin. Yeah, yeah, man. That was, was dope. Like, that's, that was yeah, dope. That's, that was that's dope. pretty dope. Shout yeah. out to them, man. You know, yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's courage right there. Well, and you know, that's a, that's a great indicator of really all of our Greek organizations. That, that's how we all are, yeah. you know, not just Omegas, but, uh, you know, people need to know that we're, we're educated men and women and mm-hmm. uh, caring and loving and, and, um, you know, great members of society. So right. cool. That's cool. what we do. Man, you uh you wear a lot of hats. Yep. Can you uh tell us uh some of the hats that you wear and some of the responsibilities that you take on? Well I'm I'm very proud to be uh pastor of Light of the World Christian Church. I, I think the biggest hat I wear though and the, the most proud hat I wear is that of a of a of a father, you know, mm. to mm-hmm. uh our thirteen year old son Gabriel and I have a twenty two year old daughter, uh Taylor and uh, three-year-old granddaughter. Ah, uh, she's a cutie, so, man. Yeah, I see thank her on Instagram. You. Thank man. you. So that—that's those are the greatest hats I wear. But um, you know, to be the pastor of Light of the World Christian Church and and to serve uh, my city as deputy mayor uh, is a great honor, and it's something that uh, I don't take for granted. A lot of work. It's a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I, I yeah. do believe God has 
you know, when God calls us, he also equips us mm. and give us, gives us what we need. So people say, how do you do it? And, and you know, I, I've come to the conclusion that how is not as much an issue as why. Mm. And when people know the why of what, what they do or mm-hmm. what others do, it kind of brings everything into context. And the reason why I would do uh, two jobs, number one, I want my, my children to see that their dad is leaving a legacy. I want them to know, you know, they can accomplish anything they set their mind to. If God opens a door, you know, who, who's to argue with the door God opens? Right. Uh, we all know our limitations. Um, but I also do it, the why is, um, I wanna serve my community and I, and I wanna see improvements to our African American community. I, I want to make Indianapolis better. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I'm just the, the poor guy that got called to do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like I said in the beginning, uh, I was talking about, you know, in, in the city that I work in, mm-hmm. it's Marion, Indiana. Yeah. Um, you know, with crime and, and with, you know, Indianapolis with the murders and some of the other crimes that's going on, what are, what are some of the goals that you guys have that you, that you feel, you know, that I guess that's realistic I mean, of course, we can just snap our fingers. It's all right. good, you know. But what are some of the goals that you have for, you know, the city and just some of the, you know, the crime rate and everything like that? Right. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because I uh, had a meeting today with the chief of police and, and some other uh, community leaders with uh, RTV6. Mm-hmm. And the general manager there asked, what can, the, uh, what can media do better to help us? Uh, what, what are the most pressing issues? And, of course crime and violence was the number one uh, issue. It, it certainly is a, uh, an important issue here in the city. And you even mentioned, even in Marion, you know, we're yeah. seeing more homicides. The reality is when we talk about crime and violence, that's just a symptom of a larger issue. Uh, and it's a symptom of the root causes of really poverty, food insecurity, mental illness, mm. um, those issues are the drivers of crime and you know it's been said that poverty breeds crime what we're seeing is just street economics you know um others do it in a way that it's sanctioned (laughs) in our government or or business Mm -hmm. uh street brothers and sisters do it in a way that's not sanctioned but it's the same underlying uh, reason and that's economics and so we have to find a way in our city to address poverty for those who may not know, Indianapolis is unlike many other cities in the U.S. in that if someone is born into poverty, mm-hmm. it's harder for them, almost impossible to get out of poverty mm-hmm. in the city of Indianapolis. So that's one thing that we're trying to uh, to change and trying to improve. One of the initiatives that, that, uh, that I work very closely to oversee is Project Indy. Our mayor want, set out to hire 3,000 teens. Uh, we're doing that uh, for summer jobs. Um, next year, he'll probably want to want to increase that number to four thousand. I don't mm. know, but and I know that's not that's a drop in the bucket, mm. uh, you know, comparatively with the number of teens we have in the city of Indianapolis. Right, but right. it's better than doing nothing. Right, right. There are so many organizations doing something, but we've got to address employment, poverty, and address the economic issues that we face. Otherwise, crime is going to mm. continue. So. So why why is it more difficult to get out of poverty in Indy if you're born yeah, into it? Yeah, when you spoke of Indianapolis specifically, yeah, another city. You know, unfortunately, when you look at the the demographics of Indianapolis and 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 some of the geographics of Indianapolis, uh, we are the opportunities that exist here. Uh, now, don't get me wrong; we we have the number one convention. We're the number one convention site in the U.S. We have the number one airport in the U.S. Mm-hmm. We are poised to possibly be the home of, of Amazon, you know, right, hopefully. Right. We're all right. praying about yeah, that. That, that, would be, yeah. that would be huge to create jobs, right? Yeah, right. But uh, for those in poverty, Indianapolis, um, for whatever reason, it's harder to, to find gainful employment. Um, it's harder to get out of poverty because those opportunities, you don't have the same opportunities like, let's say, a Chicago mm-hmm. that's close by, a New York or a, or a Los Angeles. Mm. Um, it's not a destination city. So right, right. we don't have a lot of, um, we don't have a lot of draw that would mm. draw others here. Makes sense. Uh, so those jobs are, 
and we've lost uh, GM and, and some of those factory jobs that mm -hmm. were, you know, drivers of the economy a while back. Right, so, right. you know, and you all are a perfect example. We're, in, we're now in the technological age. So unless yeah. you uh, have, uh, you know, a, a degree, an advanced degree or savvy in technology, we are the tech capital of the midwest now yeah it you know, seems which like is huge yeah it seems yeah. like you know when they were like what's when someone said what's what do you guys have going on here uh indy 500 you know what i yeah, mean those yeah. are something that's right. like uh, <laughs> we have a lot more but that's, that's all people yeah, know yeah expo you know. classic indy 500 but, yeah but, you know, and, and we're living in a time of honestly we're living in a time of even though they say the unemployment rate is down that's a miss it's very misleading right, mm -hmm. right. we live in a time of the working class poor you know, people have jobs. People yeah. have two jobs, yeah. but they're unable to mm. to meet. You know, to 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 meet their family's needs and yeah. things like that. So they're, they're a transmission of wave being like, yeah. you know, yeah. car going away. out. Yeah. How, how's how's Indy compared to a, um, a more comparable city like Cincinnati or maybe St. Louis or maybe Louisville? And because uh, you mentioned, you know, Chicago, New York, you know, yeah. L.A., you know, those are like big booming cities but yeah. i feel like you know indy's kind of more comparable to you know but it even seems like man when you think of like uh like major events and i just go off like looking at artists traveling and like you know you look we at, always get skipped we get skipped over <laughs> cincinnati is always there Since, <laughs> you know yeah, louisville louisville's there yeah, sometimes, sometimes but we, we get some people but shout out to you all that have come uh but yeah we do for major shows <laughs> like i'm going on the run tour too I, I, I gotta go to chicago for it yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, <clears throat> Indianapolis is the 13th largest city in in the nation. In the nation, but I think we do get overlooked sometimes. Yeah, and, and we yeah. are a great city. You know, the Super Bowl was here; they were very impressed. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna have. Uh, I think this is public knowledge, but the Final Four will be here. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. In 2020, I think, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of things that are coming down the pike. But Indianapolis is, is growing, as you can see from the traffic. Yeah, it's yeah. growing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, one of the questions I had, uh, I, I you know, with being a pastor and being in also you know, you know, dealing with the community, uh, I, we talked about it a uh, maybe a few episodes ago. We were discussing like the the church involvement, mm -hmm. and it seems like church involvement with community has seemed like it's gone away, you know, where it used to almost be the foundation of the neighborhood right. or especially our culture. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, I mean, how is that, is that a misconception, especially you being directly, you know, a leader within the community as far as even as a pastor and dealing with other leaders as far as pastors in the community? Right. Is that true? Do you think that that foundation has left the community? Um, you know, that's something that I certainly uh, push here at Light of the World right. is, is involvement. And you know that yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm always encouraging and challenging members to, to be involved in the community. We've got to get outside the four walls of the church yeah, and, yeah. and the real work of the church is outside. You know, when we come to church, that's worship. Mm -hmm. But when you hear worship service, the service happens outside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not, yeah. It's no longer worship. It's actually serving. So uh, we like to, that's one of the hallmarks of this church. I, I think that God does call different churches to do different things. Mm -hmm. And um, so I don't want to knock what churches do, but I do think that community involvement is, uh, should be a requirement. You know, they, yeah. they really should be. We, we have to get out of this insular thinking uh, and, and this vacuum of that church should only take place within our, this is our thing, within our four walls, we don't get involved in what's going on in the community. We don't get involved in politics. Yeah. No matter what you say, you are involved in politics. Have if to, you yeah. pay taxes, yeah. you're involved in politics. Mm. You should have a say, you should vote, you should be concerned about the taxes you pay if the roads aren't uh, up to standard. You know, mm -hmm. we, we saw some major pothole damage. You know, Sinkholes. Sinkholes, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You have a say in that. But to not be a part of that process, to me, yeah. makes no sense. You what know, do you think it is? Oh, my bad. No, no, that's what I was, was going to say. Yeah, and I think that's one, of the, that's one of the things that I respect going here. And one of the things I wanted to say in the intro, like, you know, you, you give it to us being as far as the, you know, the members of the church. You give it to it raw. You know, straight and no chase. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? You give it to it, you give it, you know, in, in, in a in a respectful way, you know, to where I think that 
one of the things and one of the reasons why I respected you so much when I first came, I'm like, yeah, this is he do he listened to Jay Z sometimes too, so I had to <laughs> <laughs> he said pray for him on that. But no, nah, but outside of that, you know, I think that what happens is at times I've grown up in church and I think that has lost the appeal where some pastors are just so holy. I'm not saying any naming pastors, but I'm just saying like you come I think it's almost to where it's like the respect of like saying, Hey, I'm gonna come down to where you guys at and I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna be a part of who you are because I'm human, you know. Mm. And I think that's one of the things that I respect, you know, greatly from you. And you do, you tell us like, yo, we gotta there's more you have to do out here in the community. So you know, I think that's I think that's dope that you do it. Thank you. So as far as you you know, you saying that people don't want to um, be involved outside of the four walls of the church. What do you think? Is you think what drives that reason? You think it's a it's a fear, like to be involved with you know, th- say let's just take violence for instance. You know, I, you know, it it'll be hard to think that you know everyone that comes to the church is, will go out and stop or say something to someone that they see committing a crime or whatever. Um, so do you think it's a fear? Do you think you know what do you think keeps people from um, addressing certain situations that they are seeing mm-hmm. in the community, you know, staying quiet, yeah. quiet, you know, cold of the silence, right. mess, right. you know, all that. So what do you yeah. think? That's a good question. I think there are a number of issues, but the one I would probably highlight is, you know, it's kind of human nature. If it didn't happen in my backyard, if it didn't happen to me, if it didn't uh-huh. happen to my family, if it wasn't in my church family, then I have nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. It's that mentality that we have to change. Uh, Martin Luther King said it best, you know, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And especially in the church, we have to recognize that we are all a body and a community together, the body of Christ. So what what happens in Marion should be important to me here in Indianapolis because it affects us all. It reverberates uh, and we're all inextricably bound, you know, as the, the human family. So we have to care, we have to be involved. You know, those two young ladies who were stabbed in, in Oakland, yeah. that affected me. You know, right, I don't care that right, it was in right, Oakland, right, it affects right. me. These are mm-hmm. these are two black women who were killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the, the family of nine whose boat capsized, yeah. uh, you know, was, that, was... Uh, that affects all, it, it ought to affect all of us. Right, right, it right, it right. ought to pierce the human psyche to want to be involved or at least to care Right. A prayer vigil, anything, mm-hmm. and I saw Indianapolis rally around and do that. So, yeah, so those good. are the the wonderful things that we do. But we have to get out of that mentality that mm-hmm. well it has nothing to do with me. But yes, it does. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's uh, I, I I think that's one of the things that we have like culturally. I think we put our I think we put our uh, our blinders on to like it like you like Pastor just said it, it if it's it ain't affect it ain't in my neighborhood so i have nothing to do with it you know what i mean i live out here you right. know and it seems like uh as of yesterday there was like where we all had to live right here it mm-hmm. was a sense of like community to where we had to fight for each other but it's like now it almost seems like the struggle has to be where we like you have to step yeah. outside of your your house in right. carmel and come down here and, and right and, and and you know you know <laughs> i didn't just, mean carmel like you but no i'm no just, just being no but, but real but he lives he lives in carmel yeah i live in carmel <laughs> but he lives in fisher he's too much he's around the corner <laughs> but just i mean just being transparent you know um you know i'm, I'm from gary and so i've seen you know i've been you know in rough areas and when i lived here or when I moved here, um, I moved to Castleton initially thinking, all right, Castleton's cool. But then around the time I, around the time I left, it kind of started, you know, there was more crime and stuff starting to kind of gravitate that way. Um, that Panera up there got held up at gunpoint at like six or something in the morning. Um, I left after, you know, I came home from work and my door was kicked in. You know, all my stuff got robbed. So, um, you know, it's always that thing like, oh, why well, you gotta leave the hood, stay in the hood, you know, just, you know, that's who's gonna look out for you more, da, da, da. you know, it's kind of like, man, I'm trying to get away from that mess. And I think that, you know, when people have that thought, is automatic, like I'm turning, to, you know, cause I, I ran away from that violence or the crime that was happening cause I didn't want it to happen to me. So let me get myself out of that situation. Let me move over here where, the crime is less, and so then you kind of turn that black. Like I ain't, I'm glad I ain't living there no more, so I ain't worried about it. But, but in actuality, I should be. You know, I should be still. You know, when something's going on, something, someone's rallying. Like, hey, this happened. Active, yeah. I should, you know, yeah. be trying to be active in situations like that. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, man, it's a, it's a hard mentality to break because you definitely you Nigga, know you I seen move a house, away. I seen a house for rent on um nah. out east. Out east where on twenty first and Shadeland. You gonna get it? That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You got that firefighter money. Nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, going back to. Uh, I want to go. I want to go back to the beginning, going all the way back to the beginning where you said, "This is what I want to do for mm-hmm. a living. This is what you know. I want to. <laughs> I want to talk to people and I want to spread God's word." Yeah. Let's go back to the beginning of just how you, you know, when you started and how you got into yeah. becoming a pastor. When you decided sure. to pre- preach and everything like that. Yeah, um, you know, I'd I'd have to start with the philosophy that. Um, when you when you talk about a calling to ministry, it's something that chooses you. You don't choose it. So I, I didn't choose this for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start with college because that's when I accepted my calling. You know, when I was in college, I went to UND um, around my junior senior year, um, and that and my you know undergrad degree is in criminal justice. My plan was to go to law school. I wanted to be an attorney or mm-hmm. something along those lines. <clears throat> uh, and the calling was so strong, you know, I was raised in church, so that was nothing foreign to me, but I felt the calling so strong. And when I went in to talk to my pastor, um, I grew up at Eastern Star, so Jeffrey Johnson's my pastor. Mm-hmm. He said, well, David, you know, um, if you, you know, you, you're, you're very smart and I know you want to go to law school, but if you're, if you're serious about ministry, you might want to consider seminary. I, I didn't really, I wasn't familiar with seminary, right, right, right. Uh, so did did a little bit of research and sort of abandoned uh, those uh, aspirations of going to law school, and I went right to seminary. And um, I accepted my calling uh, and didn't really know what direction I would go. I was okay with just preaching or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Didn't really have a desire to be a pastor. So God had to reveal things in a succession for me. Let me ask yeah. you a question before sure. you go on. Yeah. Was that easy? I mean, I'd have been terrified. No, not, like, not at all. Man, you know what I mean? Not at all. Okay. You know, especially in college. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah partying yeah. every weekend. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> in college. The, the temptation oh, to, yeah. Yeah. to yeah. you know. And I was an rush. athlete. I played yeah. football, you know, ran track. So, yeah. you know, I mean, oh, it was yeah. nothing for uh, <laughs> our colleagues and, and college mates to you know, they let the athletes in the front of the keg line. You know right. what I'm saying? You, right. yeah, you're exactly. at the party. You you're at the front of the line. They're gonna let you come in. So right, so right. many temptations. But I did go through somewhat of an identity crisis. You know, mm. in my early 20s. You know, I was 20, 21 years old, mm-hmm. and so uh, I just prayed about it, and God God told me very clearly, David, just be yourself. I called you as you were. I don't expect you to become a different person. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized I'm going to grow into this thing. So there's no there's no need to become somebody else right, or, right, right. or be fake and pretend like I wasn't going to parties on Saturday night and went to church with a hangover the next morning because right. that's what I was that's doing. Do. Right, right, right. Uh, and that's just the reality. But mm-hmm. um, we grow and because of God's grace, he uh, molds and shapes us. And when I did finally um, feel the calling to be a pastor, I was I was well into seminary, you know. Uh, and God began to reveal things successively, and and that's another kind of a message for our for our listeners. If God showed us everything at once, we were He wants us to do it would it would mortify us. We'd be terrified, mm. and we wouldn't do it. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So I'm glad He revealed things to me, little by little, and then and so I just by faith continue to answer the call. So I have a question. Yeah. And this is for uh, you know a lot of some folks out there that don't frequent church um it's the calling mm-hmm. that it's this experience of the calling yeah i mean how how did how did that happen you know i mean, I, I hear i mean things like i grew up in church as well i, I was actually my church drummer um in gary okay. indiana mm-hmm. um he needs to come with me soon i'm here with an invite it's yeah an invite. for sure i will okay. I, i'm down come i will to, come I'll to the sure. light Come to the light, yeah, the yeah. light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pun intended or no? <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> okay, okay. But um, just even even growing up, you know, when I was younger, it, heck, even now, um, just seeing people, for instance, that cast the ghost in church, you know, I'm like, or you know, I, I see it like it's never happened to me, you know, and I'm like, you know, what just happened there? You know, what was the feeling? What was 
you know, what came over them, what was said to them, what did they hear, what did they see? So when you say, you know, I received my calling, is it uh, something that specifically happened? Was there like a specific voice? Was there a specific moment? You know, how, like what was the actual call? Like how did that happen? Sure. Or, or am I even am I allowed to ask? No, that? I, okay, I, ask, you okay. can ask whatever you want. Okay. Um, you know, I wish I could say I had this uh, supernatural uh, <laughs> occurrence, or uh-huh. you know, this epiphany that the cl- clouds opened up, and, right, 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 right. And God sent <laughs> lightning down, and, and it struck me and right, told right. me to preach. Um, it was more so an overwhelming feeling uh, and a certainty that that's what God wanted me to do. It was Charles Spurgeon, who's a theologian, uh, who said, if there's anyone who feels that they're called to ministry and they want to, and there's something else they would want to do, then they should probably do that. Mm. That's how you know. Uh, you mm. know without a shadow of a doubt, and when, when it overpowers every fiber of your being, there's nothing else you want to do. So for me, mm. I wanted to be an attorney, but when God called me and I was certain there's nothing else I want to do, I, I didn't want to do that anymore. I, I couldn't even think about spending more time in, in a law book than, than the Bible mm. and, and okay. you know being in school and the seminary. So for me, it was just an overwhelming sense of urgency to the point I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep until I answered the call. That's the best way I can describe it. Almost like a mind change. I mean, like uh, your whole ment- mentality just but I think transformation. I, yeah. I okay. think I think God gives us those. <clears throat> like I think we have these overwhelming, like instances in our life to where it's like, I don't know how I did that, dog. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's some things yeah. you can't explain. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like like something drove you all to do this podcast, and right. you had an overwhelming feeling. You you then took the steps necessary, yeah. and there's a passion that drives you, right? So right, right. with ministry, it's the same way. There's just a passion that drives me, and it'll never go away. And and you know when you when you know you have a gift, and I, I don't want to sound arrogant or conceited, but the reality is it comes easy because mm. right. when God calls you, He's going to make a way. So gotcha. this is not uh, overwhelming for me. It's, it, it doesn't uh, exhaust me. Uh, it, it, it's not something that I don't like to do. I love it, and mm. I could do it all day. I could preach all day, every day. I could do this all day, every day. Okay. And, and it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because when you have a gift, you don't have to work at it. Of course, you got to develop it and, and go right, to school. Right, right. But what I'm saying is when God gives it to you, it just it flows. Naturally. You know, I, I, you know how, when was it a time to where during that 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 calling and you going through you know going through your steps of becoming you know who you are? How when was it a time where you said because you're very transparent in the in the pulpit? You he t- I mean he literally will say his struggles mm-hmm. in a manner to where it's like Man, I, I'm I struggling that. with that too. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And and there's one thing I want to go mm-hmm. on and talk about, and hopefully you know I, I, there's another part of it I want to ask you about as far as the noise. And where do you go to escape and who, you know, but before that, like when, when was it that time to where you had to say, I want to be transparent up here and I want to be able to lay everything out because I don't think that's easy for everyone, even in just mm-hmm. everyday life. You know what I mean? How was, when did you say, yo, this is what I, this is what kind of pastor I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it's just who I am and, um, I, God calls different people because of their personalities, I think. And um, that's just always who I've been, just a transparent person, even to the point where I've been uh, sort of criticized for it. Yeah, that's like, what I was going to ask. You're a little too, you probably shouldn't share so much. That was my next question. transparent. That was my next question. You probably hold some things back. And, uh, that's just not me. I can't, I can't be a different person. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think God uses personalities uh, for a reason, okay. you know, and so... Um, if I'm going to err, I'm going to err on the side of being transparent rather than being inauthentic or fake or uh, just being up there, you know, saying things that are a facade. You know, we have to embrace our humanity and that the fact that we're human. Jesus was fully human and fully divine, right. you know, and so we are spirit and we are physical bodies as well. But uh, it doesn't mean that uh, we don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean we're mm-hmm. not human. And I think we do a disservice to people as leaders when we don't show that humanity. Mm. I take yeah. that. Do you ever lose um, any followers based off of that? Like you being too transparent, you know, let's say, you know, I, I just can't 
I can't deal with it. Is oh, it yeah. does, it get, does it get that serious? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, okay. yeah. I lose followers all the time. You right. know? You, but you can't please everybody. You right. know? Yeah, so you just yeah, have to yeah, be yeah, yourself. Yeah, and yeah, you're going to, yeah. as many as you lose, you'll gain three more. So, yeah. you know, when you're doing what God called you to do, then he'll make a way. Gotcha. Now, in, in early stages in, in being a pastor, like with that question, mm-hmm. did you take offense to it? You know, like, I mean, I think I would be like insecure. Like somebody told me, I don't listen to your podcast. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was, I knew it. I That's like, why I was looking. Oh. I started smiling. I was like, you about to relate it. Because we talk about that all the time. Like yeah. people that support you or don't want, you know, yeah. or don't want to support you yeah. and that you think should be or, yeah. you know, or criticizing and you when you think they should be praising what, you know, what you're trying to bring to the right. table and what you're trying to share. Right. And, and, and why, yeah, and like TC said, I think along, a lot of it was that I, we focused on the people who didn't support us instead of we forgot about the people who was who right. was supporting us, you know what right. I mean? So did you, how'd you take on that early in your career? Was it one of those, like, if you found out, like, Miss Johnson left? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Or the, the Johnson family, not, that's just a name, I just I don't yeah. remember. But, but like, or John Doe and Whoever. Jane Doe left yeah. the church, you know, yeah. because they didn't like you quoting a Kendrick lyric. Or, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> or heck, even uh, family, you know? Yeah. How was that? Like family, like you know, you're, you're, I'm assuming your family mm-hmm. knew you went to school and, and was going, you know, had aspirations to be a lawyer and was going to go to law school, mm-hmm. and then you say, "Well, no, nah, I'm a preach." Yeah, you know, yeah. was did you get pushed back from that? Like, you know, what do you mean? Like, yeah, I've always been blessed with family who's been supportive, so that that was never an issue. Okay. Um, but you know, <clears throat> to to your question about people leaving, you know, here's the reality. I'm and just being transparent again. You know we all have insecurities and and feelings of inadequacy in some area but i think that you know if you're going to step out and do whatever it is you're going to do and this is for everybody you have to have number one a thick skin you have to trust god and you have to realize everybody's not going to like your flavor uh there's some people who don't like mcdonald's i personally i don't eat mcdonald's only because you know I'm, i'm a vegan but McDonald's has served, what, over 20 billion? I don't know how many billion. There's a McDonald's in every country in the world. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I may not like it. I don't think they care that I don't like it. Right, like, right, we ain't right. missing no money because you don't like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> People like us around the world. So yeah, I guess yeah. my point is focus on those who will follow you rather than those who don't. You know, there are people who who are going to listen to your podcast. There are 100 people who listen, and if you're going to focus on the one who doesn't, you're going to miss the blessings and and that's going to mm-hmm. take away from those who enjoy. We've it. had to so learn that. We just mm-hmm. have to roll roll on, man. Everybody's yeah. not going to roll. We with you. we had to learn it early, you know, early early on, and that's why I actually early on, how'd you deal yeah. with it? Because early on, I had to. I was like, it was burning me up. I'm like, yo, this person don't listen. This, I'm like, there's yeah. 200, 300, 400 people who already mm-hmm. listened. I can't right. worry about those. You know what I mean? No, so, yep. yeah, so. that's real. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely real. Yeah. Um. One of the things that I, I wanted to ask you, you, I'm gonna bring up a couple of things you talked about in church. Uh, with with ch- black churches today, and I know you, 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 you do comparisons of like some of the things that white churches and black churches are doing, mm-hmm. and this is one of the things that stuck with me because a lot of uh, black churches uh, are having the struggles of, um, you know, financially and some of the things that they do as far as uh, building, you know, the fundraisers, building. Yeah building funds and stuff like that. Yeah. Can you explain that how uh, when you talked about some of the things that white churches have in place, when you talked about uh, 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 when people die? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, this is dope. Talk, check this out. One, one of the things that I, that I mentioned, you know, that I admire about uh, my, my colleagues who pastor white churches, and it's not necessary. I don't want to make a blanket statement. As yeah, as yeah. All white churches do this and no black churches do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But you see it more prevalently in, in it's a cultural thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of our black churches, honestly, we operate from week to week. You know, it's whatever we collect on a Sunday is how we have to survive, yeah. you know, as a church, yeah. as opposed to a church that has, let's say, an endowment. Uh, endowment is, you know, a pot of money that a church may have. Maybe, maybe somebody bequeathed some property or left uh, a, a, a policy yeah. when they died. They left a certain amount to the church. Mm-hmm. So I know some churches that have $80 million endowments that are just sitting. So if they never gain one new member, if nobody tithes or gives, 
they can still function. They are good. Black churches are not that way. When people leave, we hurt. When people don't give, we feel it. Yeah. And so we have to change our mentality and change our financial and economic culture to say we want some some sustainable uh, uh, means of of surviving as a church and thriving. Because if we don't, we're going to suffer. Yeah. And we do. Yeah, I just uh, I talked to someone who went to a predominantly white church and uh they said uh at the end they never took up an offering they never took up a they never did any of that it was just there was baskets when you left to where if you wanted to if you wanted, and people asked and people were just dropping if they wanted money, to they you wanted didn't to. have to right. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh but going and i think in that same you don't have to when the collection plate come around either no you, you don't <laughs> but, but i'm just saying i've, I've definitely seen it <laughs> the, past, the past happened like that. Don't put a dollar, something. In <laughs> uh, that same, I'll be listening, man. But in that same uh, uh, same sermon, man, you man. talked about uh, uh, one of the mistakes that we culturally that we have is that we want to build a new church instead of a community center. Yeah, yeah. Can you expand on that? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of through a lot of prayer and and really watching some colleagues and and listening to the advice of colleagues who have built churches. You know, many of them will, will will tell you, don't build a church. Number one, the cost of construction is high today. Yeah, yeah. Number two, um, some of the snags you'll run into will end up costing the church more. And, and it's really not just about the economics. It's about impact. And so I'm kind of of the philosophy now that more churches need to stop building churches and build a school or build a community center that will attract young people and get them you know, off the streets, yeah. uh, build a build an apartment building that has uh, stores or shops that you can employ your members or house yeah. members or, or provide a service to the community. And when we make a, a broader impact in that way, hopefully that will bring people to the church yeah. rather than a sanctuary that may or may not. Right. And, yeah. you know, what's the return on your investment? You know, when you think about churches that build a, a, an actual church building, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Right, right. But if you're only going to use that on Sunday morning, is that the greatest impact you can make? And it has nothing to do with cutting worship. I don't yeah, want to, yeah, I'm yeah. not, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm saying don't yeah, worship, yeah, for sure. mm-hmm. but I'm saying the return on the investment is a lot greater. If you build a facility that you can u- utilize through the week, Yeah, you know, that's, that's and that's what we do a lot of the world. We're a seven day a week church. Something's always going on here, right. Monday through Sunday, yeah. and we don't have a sanctuary. You, you know, everybody knows yeah. we we worship in a gymnatorium. <laughs> yeah. We sit down yeah. chairs every week, but it's a multi-purpose facility that you know. One day we'd love to build a sanctuary, but to be honest with you, I'd like to see something that makes more of an impact in the community. You, right. you know what that reminds me? Do you watch Greenleaf? I, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Remember, Jake? You watch Greenleaf? I didn't watch that. Uh, Jacob, how? He was. He just ministered, he ministered outside. He didn't care about right. the building. He didn't mm-hmm. care about you know mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. Like he, it's a long story. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah I know. Well, you know, it reminded it reminded me of that. You know, what I'm saying yeah. like it doesn't matter about the building. That's right. It's the minister, church is not a building. And, yeah. It's the people. The people. Yeah. We're the body. We make up the church. The people. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Man. Jesus didn't have one church that he passed. Yeah. And that one building he was confined to. So. And some people think the church is one, two, three Main Street. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. it's right here. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, hold on. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things, well, okay. So here, I have a question. So you, you have multiple hats. There's noise. You're working throughout the day. Yeah. You know, and I'm, you're a leader and you're a leader of many people. Where do you go and who do you go to when the noise is getting to you, when it's time to say, I need to talk to somebody? Yeah. A thousand people have come up to me and give, ask me, hey, what do I do, Pastor? What are, you know, who, who is it, you know, who do you go to when it's time to, all right, this noise is starting to bother Right, right. Um, one, I, I pray every day constantly. You, know, you yeah. have to take time out for meditation and prayer. <clears throat> That's very important. But then, you know, I work out every day. Um, I'm not as big. Uh, as, I'm not as big as you yet, but nah, I'm getting nah, there. Nah, nah. There he goes. But, hey, um, you know, I, you, you got to check out his videos. Or he, man, you, know, what, he you got workout videos. Uh, uh, I just post every day. Post every day. I mean, congrats on the you know the, the change, man. He's he lost weight. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. seen. Hey, it you good. know, you know what's funny? You probably don't remember this, man. But um, I met you probably 
four, your face. four years ago, maybe I was in this uh, AKA fashion show. Wow. That you, yep. that you, that. <laughs> and like well, I, I was, I, was in, I had my gold boots on, right? <laughs> I was, hey, bro, I was the smallest guy there, <laughs> and I really felt some kind of way. And I was like, man, all these swole dudes, and I'm like, why I let them talk me into this? They gave the, I can't remember the. It must be the, an alpha thing. Oh, here you go. Nah, because nah, because I was with the funds. Oh yeah, Devon, big. He like three times my size, <laughs> but. Uh, the, even the 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 um the lady who was supplying the clothes and uh, you know for us uh the outfit she gave me was even like boy schoolish i was like come on man you want me to walk out here in this but yeah that's that was the first time i met you man yeah. I, and when we came i was like oh yeah definitely yeah, i met oh you know what other time i um uh, i just thought about it king's feast you didn't you speak at king's yep, feast i've done king's yeah. feast there we go yeah. uh, yeah. So you yeah. said the gym and prayer. Yeah, the gym. You know, that's that's oh, kind of my sanctuary outside oh, the man. sanctuary. It's just yeah, you know man. me and God. Just you quiet. Can't, you can't whoop you know, those weights either. Nobody no. bothers me. I don't bother <laughs> them. You can't and, beat the weights. Yeah. No, you can't beat the weights. I don't yeah. care how mad you are. The weights yeah. gonna win. Right. So, right. <laughs> but self care is important. It's critical. Right. You know, mind, yeah. body, and soul. You have to take care of all to to be well. You know, well grounded. Yeah. Well rounded too. Yeah. Our uh, our last episode we discussed. Uh, we talked about when we realized that we were men. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to Zeke, Shout too. out to Zeke. Actually, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. Shout beginning. out to Zeke. What up, Zeke? Yeah, we got straight to <laughs> two. We, we did. Uh, our last episode is like uh, when we decided that we, you know, when we when we became men and we all, dis- we all discussed there was a point in time to where I think we decided, like, this moment, it was the moment that I said, all right, I'm a man now. The responsibility or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when that ha- when do you, do you remember that time when you when you said, "All right, I'm at the, I'm a man." You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my answer would probably again center around my my kids. Um, and I'll tell you, I when I graduated college, I probably took maybe two years off. Uh, I knew I wanted to go to seminary, but I didn't go right away. And it wasn't until my daughter was born that I said, I need to get serious about mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And if this is what I'm going to do, I need to do it now. Gotcha. And gotcha. So she kind of helped me uh, get serious. And, you know, manhood is about just stepping up and, and taking responsibility. You know, so yeah, yeah. sometimes we're thrust into that. Other times we grow into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when we realize it, it's something that, you know, we become. So, um there are a lot of boys in male bodies and men's bodies, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. but we have to mature uh-huh. and we have to grow. And that's really a lifelong process. So you think it's more of not the situation, but how you adapt and it's how we respond. grow from that situation. Absolutely. That would make you the man. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, because you got you got 14 year olds that's becoming fathers. Yeah. But, you know, right. that don't make them a man because you have a kid. Right. Right, 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 you know, right. How you take care of that responsibility. Yeah, and and like we talked about in uh, there's steps of manhood, I think. I think, like, when I was 21, I was like, yeah, I'm a man. This happened to me. I feel like Mm -hmm. I had to then, whoa, this happened. This happened. You know what I mean? In different steps of growing and maturing into a man. That's right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll bring up another another, um, sermon. And you, you, you speak on... Uh, when you met you, when you went back and had a conversation with your father, and you know him not being a part of your life, and then you went to, I'm struggling with a situation now. Mm. Like, when do I go to my mom and be like, hey, mm. what's that? His talk, you know right. what I mean? Right. Because of you know childhood, growing up, and the right. things like that. Can you touch on that? Because I think a lot of people, including myself, when when I sit there, I was like, when you was telling your stuff, I was like, yo, I'm gonna have to do that eventually. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, can you can you tell us about that as far as just like the steps and the process of what you did to go have that conversation and what right. it did to you? Because it, it really touched me because I was I literally was like, dang, man, I got to I'm going to have to do what he just did. You know what wow. I mean? Not in that yeah. manner, but right, right. I'm going to have to eventually in life. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. you know. So can you? Well, I'm grateful to God that that impacted you. It, yeah, it helps yeah, you because yeah, that, sure. that's why I shared that. I want to hopefully help somebody else in the same situation. But, you know, for me. 
as I evaluated my life, and uh, I'm 46 years old, and it took me this long yeah. to to have that conversation, you know. But I realized if I wanted to be a better uh, husband, father, pastor, uh, leader, employee, man, anything, mm-hmm. I needed to free myself and liberate myself of the pain that I probably did not admit of of, of being raised without a, a dad, you know, mm-hmm. without my father in the home. And so I harbored that anger and it took me a while to pinpoint, well, why am I angry? What, what is the, what is the underlying reason? And it was that, you know, I had father anger or right, like, right, you know, right. uh, father loss. Yeah. And so I said, you know what, instead of harboring this, why don't I just have a conversation? Uh, it will free me. And it proved to be a blessing to both of us. You know, we, we were able to, to kind of get to a different realm in our relationship, yeah. you know, we can't go back and, un- and and undo what's already been done. But I'm I'm hopeful and positive and and grateful for what we can have going forward. So it freed me and liberated me in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that it can liberate somebody else because, you know, the Bible says in Matthew eighteen fifteen, if if you have an issue with anybody, you have to go to them. Don't tell everybody else. Mm-hmm. Go to them and resolve it because what it'll do is ultimately free you. Right. So right, it was right. important to me to, to talk to my dad. You know, I love my mom. I was raised in a single parent home by my mom. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for a young black boy to be raised without a dad in the home, man, it, it impacts us mm-hmm. in, a mighty, in a major way. Right, right, right. So right. we have to go back and, and do what we can to, to fix it so Did we you can have- heal. Did you have other male influence, like uncles or godfathers around? See, that's the thing. I was really blessed. You know, my godfather, I was named after my godfather, David Allen Coleman. So uh, he was, you know, kind of that dad uh, in the the stead, you know, Mm -hmm. in lieu of uh, my biological father. But... I had my pastor. I had coaches. I, you know, I played sports. a lot of sports. sports. Yeah. That's what yeah. you know, your coaches those. kind of become your dad. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, as you all know, when we join a fraternity or an organization, now you have uh, a thousand brothers. Yeah. So I had yeah. a lot of positive male role models. Oh, yeah. You know, to show me the right way. But yeah. I was very fortunate. Mm-hmm. A lot of young men Everybody don't have got it. it that way. No, yeah. they don't have yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why a lot of young young men, you know, choose gangs. Mm. You know, the reality is they're just saying I'm hurt. I don't have a, a positive male figure. These are males who care about me, who are protective. And I see some powerful men, yeah. even though we may look at that and judge that as, as the wrong direction. But what they're ultimately looking for is camaraderie and love, yeah. you know, and manhood. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, man. So and, and I, I, one of the things you said that you it helped him, too. Right. And right. he's probably been battling with not being in your life more yeah. than what we think because a lot of times I think yeah. yeah I think a lot of times we think like ah oh, this man just disappeared he don't care but really yeah. he's probably been battling with that for however you know however long it was right. too well, so. each of you waiting for the other person to speak yeah. up and, and yeah. but no one's speaking up yeah, right. yeah. or he's just like I've, I brought so much pain I'm gonna just try to let it go and then you know yeah. what I mean I, yeah. I can I can see that so right yeah man right. anything that's else real, is, yeah that's that's I got a question. I was about to say that's a, that was a um, uh, a situation, Titus. You know, yeah, situation. What is my? Yeah. And, I think and, we all deal with yeah, it. And, and, I but, mean, not all, but a lot right. of people deal lot, with it. Yeah. You know. yeah, but he did. He did get the chance to do. I mean, it, it didn't go. You know, as he would have hoped. You know, but he <laughs> did. You know, he did. The, he he was at peace. You know, what I'm saying, no, he did. He he did what he can do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it's something right. I have to do. It's a struggle. Right. Um, how do you present it? How do you, you know, it's the things that I'm have to, yeah. I'm gonna eventually have to do it because I know yeah, you'll know when time, when the time. Yeah, is. and like you right. said, I know it's a lot of a lot of pain that I've hidden. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like like one of the things I talked about is like, you know, I smile. People smile, and you know, I'm me included. I'm sure every everyone does. We smile to hide a lot of that pain. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Some people they show it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. when you smile and you know you can you can hide pain mm-hmm. from the world you know so i think that's one of the things that i've had to do with that you know what i mean and i've hit it behind sports i've hit it behind you know other things so well what i i mean the question i have for you uh you know is basically you know what what would be worse you know um you know holding back and not speaking and then not 
at, you know, God forbid, not having a chance to at some point, you know, or, you know, speaking and it not going the way you wanted it to, you know? So, I, yeah. I mean, do you battle, do you think of those two, those two outcomes? Like, you know, what would happen if I never, if, you know, if I keep waiting, you know, and then I don't get a chance you know, to. You know, I don't know, and maybe Pastor can, you know, speak on this, but I'm 40, and it's, I know I something that I probably need to do, mm-hmm. but I don't know, it may be 46 Six. <laughs> until I do, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just like the fear of, like, I'll deal with it tomorrow, and then next tomorrow comes, and you still just kind of like mm-hmm. say, I don't know, it you know. Off. It's something I know I have to do, but I don't know. You know, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I wouldn't want so, you to get in that position. You know, then, yeah, then, you, then you're more yeah, mad at yourself. Yeah. Like, man, why did I wait? You know, yeah, why did I just keep man, waiting? I don't why know. I keep waiting, no. You know, someone said I need to bring her on the podcast. Man, I ain't ready for all that. That's really living transparent. You know what I mean? But, um, okay, I just have one last question for you. I know you've been praying on this situation. I already know what you're about to say. I know it's going to be related to. I, I know you've been praying. You've been transparent about it in the pool pit. Give me your top five hip hop artists. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Oh, I knew you know. Man. I knew you was going. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, number one, Pac. Oh. Man, you live out in New York. How you gonna say that? Uh, Pac was born in Brooklyn. Though, okay. Okay. Technically. Okay. 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 Uh, Biggie number two. Okay, I'm with you right now. Uh, I'm going to have to give it to, to Rakim, number three. Uh, okay, okay. He's 46. Uh, yep. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting to see if he's going to say something. Nas is number four. Okay. Oh, they got Jay-Z. That's easy. And uh, uh, he said, uh-oh. uh-oh. Big Daddy Kane. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the oh, pioneers, man, top man five, if you go back man, and listen man. to them, man, they, you know, so. That's Nas my top over five. Jay? Jay ain't even in my top five. I hate to say that. I know people. Hate <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He showed his age on that one. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. No, nah, I ain't mad at that five. When you go, yeah, when you go, when you talking about all time, man, it's so all, many. All time is tough, man. It is. Know? It really is. Yeah, it's a lot of people that have certain talents that yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I respect that. I respect that. I respect that. Well, uh, before we go. Oh, you got anything else? Get him on, a, on a hip hop episode one day too. On the low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> I tell you what, though, honestly, episode. honorable mention. You know, Snoop is up there. Ice Cube has to be up there. There, there are some guys that you know. It's hard, man. Anybody hard. could be it's on hard. that list. Yeah, to be honest hard. with you, Jay Z. Yeah. You know, he's definitely uh, great. He's proved his longevity. Yeah, you know, yeah. all of that. So it's big, hard. Big Pun don't get enough peas to me. He should be up he there. He was good. Mm-hmm. Are you you on the big pun? Big pun was his wordplay was nuts. I just don't think his 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 repertoire wasn't deep enough. That's yet. exactly you know, what. Unfortunately, I he died, but yeah. you know, he couldn't get. Yeah, he didn't hit all everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? lyrically, he I, and he had, and he had the Bronx like down. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was, yeah. All right, yeah, we turned this to hip hop. Right <laughs> we we see the way we, we always find. Hey, it. We, we love hip hop. We'll curve when we start talking about music. It just curves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll just stay. Yeah. So, um, before we go, uh, where can they find you? Uh, we gonna bring them to church. So I want you to give them those times and absolutely. All that oh, yeah. Please come, come to Light of the World Christian Church, forty six forty six North Michigan Road, ten thirty a.m. on Sundays, seven o'clock on Wednesdays. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They, we use the same uh, tagline: Love LWCC, Love LWCC. And so, uh, you know, follow me on uh, Dr. David A. Hampton. Uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, we would love to see you. And thanks for having me on. Yeah, okay. man. That, that Wednesday service at 7 p.m., right? 7 p.m. Okay. Right. Just make yeah, sure. we'll, have, we'll, have you, we'll have you tagged on all our social media and everything, too. Great. So, Great. yeah, we're going we gonna, to everybody come to church, man. We're going to bring you out to church. TC going to come? Right. You going to yeah, come? Yeah, I want to come check it out, man. I, I right. did, when I do. You can ride uh, with us. When I do go to church, I go to Easter Star. That's where I've been. Um, nah, I think the only to, other come to the, light, the only other place which uh, um, what, what was it called, man? Uh, Heartland. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, that's I right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, great pastor. Yep, great I paid pastor. them a visit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah, Mike does. Uh, 
you ain't gonna get that that, that cold that quiet it's, it's, <laughs> it's, not, yeah, it's, it's a little different than what i was used yeah. to but i mean still it's, I mean, good, it's yeah, still a good, good word time. you yeah, know yeah, so um but, but you yeah. can ride with us man if you want to yeah or I, you could trail us or you do whatever yeah, you, i'll come you, down i'm okay. down all right cool, cool i'll definitely cool. come check you out all right Pastor, we thank you for coming on no, man. thanks for having yeah, me man it was my pleasure um great work too yeah thank you hopefully come back one day and you know talk to us again and all that good stuff yeah uh tc where can they find us at Stakes is High Pod. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our episodes you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. And if you have any questions, concerns, or interested in being a guest on the show, please shoot us an email at StakesIsHighPod at gmail.com. Yeah. Oh, and again, August 4th. Yeah, Song Park. Songs Park, Fishers, Indiana. Please. Th- three to three to no. Uh, yeah, three to seven. Yeah, three, three to seven. seven we will have a DJ. We have food. We have drinks. We have adult. It's adults only, so don't bring yes. no babies with you. No, no children. No children. We'll have it's an adult filled day. It's just something for you guys to get out. We have kickball, dodgeball, dominoes, everything. You know, yeah. so couple uh, table games, couple table, yeah, a couple uh, table games, beverage games. Yeah, just fun <laughs> and. Uh, Please uh, bring donations for teachers. Yes. Most importantly. Most important. That's that's your admission. Bring some paper. Bring some pencils. Bring when they something. run that list off again, or they think they got it. We'll have it on our social. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Oh, Pastor, look, can you can you bless us real quick with a prayer, man? Absolutely. Wait, I don't think oh, okay. yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Dear God, we just thank you for this opportunity to fellowship. I pray that you continue to bless Stakes is High podcast. I pray that you would adorn it with prosperity. I pray, dear God, for the viewers and listeners. I pray that you would expand their territory. Thank you for these two great young men. I pray that you would bless them as well. And dear God, all the topics we talked about, we pray for peace in our community. We pray, dear God, that you would help us to navigate the city of Indianapolis and make it better in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, Stakes is High Podcast. Peace. peace. All right. That was awesome, man.